Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Two Average Brown Bros podcast. I'm your host, Bershank. And I'm your host, Andreas. And today is December 27th, 2021. Andreas, this is the last episode of 2021 for us. How's it going, man? It's going pretty well. Cannot imagine it's our last 2021 episode. Can you believe that, Bershank? I know, it's crazy. Like, you know, we started this in March and it's already been you know, nine, ten months, um, you know, we're looking forward to the future, but what a ride it's been, um, you know, we've, we've learned a lot, you know, doing this podcast for the first time, we're still learning every day, adjusting, you know, um, whether it's with school, work, other things get in the way, but I think it's been an amazing year, lots of fun things coming up for the New Year's, but honestly, I think we've done a pretty good job under this. I think we do. I think we do. And I think a lot of different, I don't know. It's just crazy to imagine that we've lived an entire year and not a lot has changed. It's a never ending conversation, but for the most part, I think, you know, on our podcast, we've done a pretty good job of, you know, keeping up with current events or talking about, you know, things on our minds or pretty much anything that's going on and while relating it to our listeners. So we're going to continue. But I think you know we've done a pretty good job, Andreas. I think we, I we, I think we have. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. It's winter, uh, but I'm again, I'm once again, on the east coast, so the winter is not bad as the prairies. You know, when I left Saskatchewan, it was minus thirty six, so uh, it was kind of sad to leave my family, but not really sad to leave that minus thirty six weather. Mm-hmm. But you know, always a fun time going back home um i know kind of sad for you andres you haven't been home um home home in a long time so i don't want to rub it in your face obviously but um i know you'll get there eventually like obviously your parents are missing you a lot and your your brothers yeah it's it's not that bad i mean yeah it's been a long time but you know you get get the used to it and i mean it's just because of uncertain circumstances right is uh, that's like the main reason why um uh, if it were for other things it would be different but um i think it's just it's just safer the safest option for everyone at the time exactly so i think um you know you you'll get there and we'll we're gonna you know we're gonna dedicate a whole episode to when you go back to mexico next time we'll we shall do that <laughs> you can fill us in on your adventures in mexico because we'd love to hear that honestly yeah, I'm excited for whenever that happens. Hopefully, can, hopefully, can knock on wood. Knock on wood. So, what did you learn this week, Brishank? Um, so, for me, uh, this this happened a couple weeks ago, I guess. Uh, a couple weeks ago, a week ago, but um, a Twitch recently banned Hassan Piker, who's like a big um, political, you know, left leaning um, streamer, for saying cracker, um, you know, a word which Twitch considers a racial slur so then that got me interested because you know the people you know i've said it in the past so it got me to dive a little bit into what it actually means and obviously there's like you know there's no exact history or where about the word cracker came up or like how it became a slur but one of the main reasons it's considered a slur in the united states is so the people you know um that used to use the whips um for when they owned slaves and stuff and they they would crack the whips they would be known as crackers Mm -hmm. so i guess it's a 
a slur towards white people, which I mean, that's a conversation for another episode, you know, um, but that's where I learned to, you know, I guess just to be more aware and cautious of what words you can use and not use. I know these days, you know, a lot of the world is very politically correct and stuff, but even then, I think being aware of what you, what you say on a daily basis and in a context also matters because obviously if you just say it as a joke to your white friends and they understand it as a joke, I think it's perfectly fine. But obviously you're not going to go to a random white person and be like, you know, call them that word. So, and I, I think that's the reason Twitch banned Hasanabi and a couple of his moderators is because they were using it more of like a derogatory term, not Mm as a joke, even though later or even during the time he said, you know, it's, not a racist thing it's not like a slur whatever i guess everyone has their own opinions and we can racism that's like you know a whole nother topic but it just in like different words and different slurs but i know the n-word is like you know one of the big no-nos and i know a lot of people on reddit were comparing cracker to the n-word which obviously it's not comparable in my opinion and i feel like a lot of people think that as well but i'm sure there are people that feel like they're very comparable and you shouldn't say either of them uh probably yeah that that could be a thing but yeah i think i mean everyone should just be mindful of their vocabulary exactly and the other argument to that was people were saying it's more of an insult than like you know a slur um because you can you it's like you know people are feeling um free to say like white trash or like hillbilly You know, Mm -hmm. as an insult, not a racial slur, more as an insult. So people are like, well, I mean, Cracker fits into that insult category rather than slur. So there's still debate out there. Um, It was pretty big on Reddit and Twitch, obviously, because a big Twitch streamer got banned. But it was pretty interesting to see and read into that. How about you, Andreas? What did you learn this past week? Um, What I learned this past week, it was pretty superficial. They didn't go into my typical rabbit hole, but I learned who Ben Shapiro is. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was I like I've heard the name, but I never like it never grew an interest in me on who it was. And then it just uh, one of those like suggestions on YouTube, you know, and um, it was. Um, the Vox video has like Vox has a series of videos of who is blah 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 mm-hmm. and it just appeared like who is Ben Shapiro and I was like okay cool I'll watch it uh, and then I learned who he is and I think I don't like him but that's about it that's the extent of I didn't want to learn more about him because I did not like him just from that video I mean if you want to learn a little bit about him you can always watch Hasanabi because he's like super left leaning versus you know Ben Shapiro who's super right wing. Yes. <laughs> um, he goes on rants and he watches like you know videos and breaks it down but even like I think on the Twitterverse, Facebookverse, Redditverse like you know those names are pretty common these days so it's not and especially when they make all their opinions known and out there it's kind of hard to ignore them you know no matter how much you want to ignore them. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Um, another thing that not really learned, but I know I talked about this a while ago. Uh, I think like it was back in when we first started, but um, relating to Twitch. So Twitch, like you know, published their biggest streamers for the year, and the biggest one this year was you know XQC, the f- 
our Canadian uh, streamer. And this man, honestly, like, you know, I've talked about him before, but he does insane streams, like, back to back to back to back, 24-hour streams, um, legit. I think right now, you know, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, the face of Twitch would, would have been Ninja when the Fortnite, you know, Fortnite was big. But now, you know, uh, for variety gaming, they call it XQC is definitely the biggest one. And you can see why. Um, I can link the stats on our Instagram page. But, like, there's a reason he's literally one of the biggest, or if not the biggest streamer right now. Whoa, that's interesting. Yeah, but it's insane to see, you know, like, it, it's evol like streaming has evolved in so many ways because... Excuse me, you know, three, four years ago, he had less than 5,000, 10,000 viewers on average on a daily basis. But now he gets a minimum of 60,000, 70,000 viewers, no matter when he streams or how long he streams, that, you know, the viewership stays. And 60,000, 70,000, that's a lot of people, you know, that feels like entire stadium or stadiums of people. And it's crazy to see how big his reach is and even Twitch and streaming in general, because nowadays, Facebook has a lot of like, you know, big stars streaming on there. Um, YouTube does as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves in the next couple of years. Oh, absolutely. So, Andres, what are we talking about this week? Uh, what are we talking about this week? So, this week is part two of the holidays. So we're going to be talking about everything we didn't talk about last week. <laughs> exactly. So first of all, to everyone that celebrated Christmas this past weekend, Merry Christmas. Um, you know, hopefully you got the presents that you wanted or you got time to celebrate with your friends, family, your pets, or or even, you know, by yourself. Whatever you did this past weekend, we hope it was safe and fun for you. Okay, Merry Christmas to everyone. And then as well, uh, with Christmas, there's also, uh, you know, other big holidays in the December months, such as Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. So if you celebrate either of those, have, hope you had a happy and safe one, uh, whether you celebrate Hanukkah, if you're Jewish, or, you know, you celebrate Kwanzaa. Um, but to like Andres said, this week, I know we want to focus more on the celebrations, traditions around, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever, celebrate. Obviously, for me, you know, learning about Christmas a lot later in life than Andreas. I hope we can poke at Andreas' brain this week a little bit more. We could try. <laughs> don't doubt yourself, buddy. I don't know, but I mean, I not, it's, yeah, it's, I, I mean, Christmas, it's very different worldwide. So my experience is the Latin experience of Christmas. Well, then break, up the, break down the Latin version of Christmas and let's see, you know, I'll do my research on this side um, and let's see how it differs from other Christmas traditions. Sure, let's go with that. So what do you want to know first about Christmas? Um, so how do you usually just celebrate with your family, you know, like um, the lighting of the Christmas tree? Do you do that or is it a little bit different? Um, presents, uh, Santa, all that. All of that. Well, um, Christmas, um, well, Christmas Day is uh, usually December 25th. And then, of course, Christmas Eve is December 24th. But how we usually celebrate it in Latin culture, um, we have our big dinner 
during Christmas Eve. So right before Christmas, we have um, we have uh, the big kind of like the fancy family big dinner uh, that goes into Christmas, like the early hours of Christmas Day. Um, so how we usually celebrate it, um, if you're religious, uh, you go um, you go to mass. If you're Christian, if you're Catholic, if you're Christian, usually you will go to the uh, Christmas Eve service, um, in which is just like, you know, the typical readings for Christmas Eve and everything just to welcome baby Jesus to the world. Um, and then during Christmas, every family has their own traditions, but the usual food, you know, turkey, potato salad, uh, apple salad um some casseroles um what else it's like a feast it's honestly it's a big feast lots to drink lots to eat um lots of different presents um usually presents we though we open them the morning of the 25th so once the dinner is over uh depending on your family it can go all the way up until three four or even later on <laughs> in the morning uh but the presents are open the morning of the 25th in which your family gets again back together to eat the leftovers from Christmas Eve dinner. We call it recalentado, which is a very traditional thing to do. It's like everyone goes to Christmas Eve and they know they have plans for the next day to go eat leftovers uh, with the family, usually. Uh, but yeah, uh, when it comes to decorations, um, you decorate ahead of time because our holiday period starts uh, very early on in December. Um, we start on the 12th, at least in Mexico, because that's the day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, so since then, we the celebrations for the, uh, the holiday season start. And then I believe it's on December 16th or the 17th, either or. Uh, there's this tradition called Posadas, which uh, they're based um, on the religious fact that Mary and Joseph went around asking for a place to stay so that they could have baby Jesus. Um, so uh, from the 16th or the 17th of December, uh, people do this, um, these celebrations kind of like to, kind of like in the, the essence of it is that um, Mary's asking for hosts. Uh, for someone to host them uh, throughout that period of time before the birth. Uh, and then there's piñatas, there's ponches, there's like a lot of uh, those, um, I forget the name in English, but those sparkling lights that you have. Um, and then the 24th is the last day of those, which is our Christmas Eve. And yeah, that's how, that's how we celebrate Christmas in general. Then every family has their own traditions. My family, we do either a gift exchange, uh, like Secret Santa style, or some years, uh, depend if it's like a bigger family reunion, uh, we do White Elephant because it is a lot more fun with a lot more people. Uh, um, but yeah, usually that's that. And my family and I usually after Christmas day, so uh, right on the evening of the 25th, if it's close by, or uh, the morning of the 26th, we go on a journey between uh, like a little trip in between Christmas and New Year's, but that's our own tradition that we uh, that we do. But yeah, that's 
<clears throat> I would say those are the basics of uh, loving Christmas. That's so cool because, like, you know, for me, having learned about Christmas only after I moved out of Nepal, I mean, in Nepal, you hear about it, but you don't really care about it. I think these days, you know, the Western, um, like, culture has, like, seeped into Nepal, so, like, people, like, celebrate a little bit more. Obviously not to the extent that, you know, you guys do here. But for me, you know, having learned a lo lot later, the only things that we really do as a family or as a family friends is the Christmas dinner, obviously, you know, like we love food. So that's the one thing that that we've brought into our houses is like making, you know, having people over on Christmas Eve and having a good feast, like you mentioned. Um, I think we mentioned this last week, but very similar to the Thanksgiving feast, obviously, because they're similar foods. And then as well as a gift exchange, um, I, I guess th there probably is like a significant religious significance to the gift exchange. But for us, it's, it's just more of a like, hey, it's time to like give gifts because why not, right? It's another holiday to um, follow, I guess. And I think that's one of the benefits of being in an immigrant uh, that's not really part of like traditional cultures in the Western world because you get mm -hmm. to celebrate those Eastern culture holidays as well as the Western cultural holidays. Oh, yeah, it's a little bit of a blend. Even, like, over here, I've gotten used to, like, you know, the 25th is, like, back home. It's, like, a pretty chill day, you know? Like, the only thing you really do, like I said, is go eat leftovers. <laughs> um, but, like, with kind of, like, the North American expectation of things, um, of Christmas, then getting used to the idea that the big dinner happens, uh, it usually happens on the 25th. I mean, every family has their own, and, like, people adapt to like different circumstances but usually people do bet more things on the 25th over here than they do on the 24th um but that changes from from like different parts of the world right like i know i have um i have friends and family over in spain and they also do the 24th because it is a hispanic tradition to do it on the 24th um and then other parts in europe also do it on the 24th uh, they're just different places that do it on the 25th just uh which is like the christmas christmas day um uh, but it's between those two days and i think whichever day you pick uh there's always a feast that yeah that's awesome um so going back to like the whole church thing is there anything special that happens at church you know during mass for christmas is it like how does it differ from any other average like mass on uh, at church well first of all it's a longer mass <laughs> because uh <laughs> there's uh there's more singing more caroling um the readings there's not a lot more on the readings i would say just like the gospel for example um usually in regular mass on sundays uh during ordinary time um the gospel is determined just based on the date um it's not determined by what specific holidays and taking place in the religion in the Catholic calendar, but on the twenty fourth and on the twenty fifth, uh, that gospel is predetermined to be about uh, about Jesus being born, uh, right? So uh, the gospel, depending, it can be a little bit longer. I usually uh, during mass after the gospel, there is. There is this part in which the priest or the cardinal or the bishop, whoever is officiating the mass, uh, goes into explaining uh, the meaning of the gospel and the different readings. Um, so on that sense, it um, it depends. Some priests are pretty short and concise, 
and other priests like to take their own time in terms of that. Uh, so uh, there's that. Then there's, like I said, a lot of caroling, a lot of Christmas caroling and singing of all of that. Um, sometimes there's blessing of the food if people bring that over. And then, of course, it becomes a little bit of a longer mass because of uh, communion is like a part of every single mass. So uh, when it, it's Christmas Eve and Christmas, uh, not to shade all fellow Catholics, but a lot more Catholics go to church during those days than they do during regular Sundays. <laughs> uh, so the line for communion gets pretty big. Um, back home to one like to the church that we go to during regular Sundays like yeah it will get big but like you know there will still be place to sit depending on the time of the day that you go to mass but usually like you'll be able to sit inside the church and everything and when it's Christmas Eve and Christmas especially Christmas Eve uh people are standing outside the church uh trying to listen and so you can see there's a little bit of that that people go to church whenever it's a big holiday um so yeah, so of course, things that are meant to be done to everyone that's attending become longer. Uh, but I would say the main thing is the caroling, the gospel, it's pre-assigned. And yeah, depending on the tradition of like, if some, like some churches are more modern, so they try to keep it short. So that like max to an hour and a half to two hours, uh, usually it's like an hour and a half. Uh, so that you can carry on and also they can officiate more than one Christmas Eve mass. But then there's other places that there's only one and it goes probably, for example, from 10 until midnight or past midnight, because then that way you're having dinner on Christmas Day. Uh, so yeah, it really depends um, in which part of the world and which church uh, you go to. But um, in terms of mass, there's that. And of course, there's like all the symbolism in regards to uh, Jesus being born. It's funny you mentioned that because I was just reading up on that because I was wondering if Jesus was actually born on Christmas, like December 25th. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, so like apparently the Bible never actually mentions that. And apparently it's, you know, something that happened later. Um, like obviously history, you know, different people have different variants. But apparently it was one of the popes that actually said December 25th is the birth of Jesus. And that's when they like actually, you know, started going with it. Yeah. there's other stories too but that that was one of the main yeah so yeah jesus uh it's not on the 24th december 24th it's just like that is christianity and another way you know um of trying to accommodate for uh because at the time like this is just a history lesson <laughs> but uh when christianity and catholicism were forming themselves into uh, the religion that they are, right? Uh, during Roman times, uh, the Romans believe in many different gods. Uh, so in a certain way, for things to merge, and that usually happens with religion, uh, and especially Christianity. So in order to do that, uh, a lot of the, like the Christian like holidays or Catholic holidays, they start merging with some of those uh, pay, what we will call back in the day pagan as holidays, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things out there is that uh, Jesus, like Christmas, it's put on December 24th, 25th, uh, because that aligns, I'm pretty sure it is with either Jupiter or Saturn, 
like one of the bigger Roman holidays to that god. So it made it easier to transition for those people that were pagans and uh, to make it easier for them to like assimilate to a new religion was to align some of those, uh, some of those holidays. So from what I've read before, that's one of the reasons why we celebrate Christmas over this period is so, because it aligns with some of the ancient Roman holidays. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, it happens throughout the world, wherever <laughs> a lot of they do that, just uh, in order to make it a lot easier to integrate and assimilate and, you know, make themselves be like, this is a new tradition that we're going to be celebrating, but in a certain way, mask mask it with like the day with like the older tradition. So it's like easier for people, but it's it's a bit complicated, but yeah. Right. So like to me, I guess there's more of a side, um, something that I noticed, but it almost seems like in Christianity, Easter is more important than Christmas because there's more of a significance to Easter than Christmas. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, yeah, Easter is like, uh, Easter is just like a lot more of time of like Christmas symbolizes the beginning, right? Yeah. Um, that's what it is. It's close to New Year's, and at the end of the day, that's when we, uh, when we celebrate the the birth of Jesus Christ happens. But when it can, happens to Easter, Easter has a big significance, right? Because that's uh, uh like in like like in smaller words, it's just like that is when uh a lot of this religious uh base the core comes from right uh, mm -hmm. jesus christ being able to come back from the dead rising up and then going up to heaven um the injustices that he suffered and then as time to prepare is all of our penance and lent so there's a lot more of like a religious both of the holidays have big religious significance the thing with easter easter does align with the other it, it does align with uh, with some with some Jewish celebrations, like as we know, Christianity, it is one of the three Abrahamic religions. So uh, Easter aligning itself with some of the older Jewish traditions, it kind of like conveys more of that sense, like this is when it actually happened. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm, I really want to have a, you know, like a religious centered religion-centered episode in the future because I, I'm sure we both can talk about our respective religion so much and there's so much to learn and unpack from those. Absolutely, yeah. We will talk more about Easter when Easter comes. Exactly. But yeah, so like Christmas, you know, like obviously with a deeper culture and religious aspects, but like for me, like I said, I, I've learned about those over the years, but I don't really celebrate those because I'm not Christian. But learning about that is really cool because I mean... I, I did take religious study back in university and I love learning about the different religions because there's a clear um, difference in Western religion versus Eastern religions. You know, mm -hmm. like you said, uh, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, they have similar roots, similar, um, almost similar like uh, legends, similar people almost, you know, same um, backgrounds almost where they're, Whereas in the Eastern religions, it's slightly different, mostly because it's a, it's not just a um, single god religion, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just like I think Christ, like Christmas, is just has become like a big holiday despite like 
there, like it has gone beyond their religious significance a bit. It's more of a time of family getting together, uh, and it just because it like it aligns with New Year's, right? It's just like that period of like there's just so many other holidays happening at the same time that it's just like warm and fuzzy uh, feelings. Yeah, and like um, I guess especially when you move to you know the a Christian dominant country, you get the days off. You know, I'm looking at a map that shows Christmas as a public holiday, and even there's a lot of countries that aren't even Christian dominant that give you at least one or two days off, and that's pretty cool because it has, like you said, it has it's beyond just a Christian um, holiday at this point in time. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that uh, definitely it's it's beyond that. But there's just so many things uh, uh, surrounding it, like you know the Christmas tree, which is a German tradition, and just putting it up. Um, you can put it up by yourself, but like or like make like an event out of it and have putting it up with your family or with your friends, listening to Christmas music. Uh, that's also a lot of fun. So, okay, question on that. When do you think is the perfect time to put up a Christmas tree? Right after Thanksgiving, um, December 1st? Like, when do you usually put it up and when do you think is the right time? Uh, when I usually put it up, uh, over here, I put it up between after Remembrance Day and between uh, before December. Like, the, max, the last day that I, like, if I were to put my Christmas tree up will be December 1st. Uh, just so that I can get like almost an entire, like a little bit more of a, like a month worth of Christmas decorations, right? Because it's a lot. Like if you want to do it well, it is an undertaking. Um, but I would say in Canada, after Remembrance Day, it is okay to put Christmas decorations up. I find that, that you should not be decorating before Remembrance Day. <laughs> That's my own take on that. I know some people decorate before that inside. And then they just put the outdoor decorations after Remembrance Day. But <laughs> my thoughts on that is like it should happen uh, after Remembrance Day. And I don't think there's any, uh, there's no wrong last minute that you should be, last day that you should be putting things up. Like if you want to decorate on December 23rd, just because you're the one hosting Christmas dinner on the 24th or on the 25th, go ahead and do it. Uh, whenever it feels right for you to decorate, I just think like out of respect. For Remembrance Day, decorations should happen later on. With the same uh, line of thinking, then, how about Christmas music? When is the earliest you can play Christmas music? Uh, the earliest you can play Christmas music, I would say the same, or when Mariah makes it happen. <laughs> I knew I, I, I had a guess you were going to say that. Yes, I would say. Uh, no, Christmas music, honestly, like you can listen, like I would say after Halloween, it's appropriate. To start listening to some. Wow! Of so them. all of November. Uh, if you can, if you can tolerate Christmas music for that <laughs> long, then yeah. But same, like, uh, like if you enjoy Christmas music, I think it's completely fine, right? Uh, but not everyone tolerates or can handle Christmas music for that long. So, um, whenever you feel like it's a good time to listen, uh, to listen to it. But that's like in Canada, I would say Mexico uh, to decorate for Christmas. Uh, it's a little bit later. Some people decorate also early November, but because we do have, like at least in my family, we will decorate for Christmas after the 20th, just because the 20th is a holiday for us, uh, kind of like it's our revolution day. So then we just use that day because it's a long weekend. We will use that to decorate because 
it was an undertaking to decorate the entire house. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a simple thing. Like if you do it properly, you have decorations for every single room. Yeah. Um, you like from what I remember from childhood, we change all the like the bathroom stuff. So like all the towels get changed, uh, the toilet seats, like shower curtains, everything. Um like that, even Kleenex. That sounds intense. Like Kleenex holders, they get changed, uh, napkins, uh, the um, the little like your uh, your like your mats for the kitchen, everything. Like literally, even where you put like your spoons, like your kitchen spoons, and all of that, that will get changed as well. Uh, so yeah, it's like the entire house gets turned over for uh, for Christmas. So okay, so then w when is a uh last day that you should keep the lights up like when uh, do you usually take it out after new uh, year's um it could be a little bit after new year's some people like the 26th right away you rip it off um i would say around new year's the first weeks like the first week of january it's fine for canada and the states in mexico it's after the 7th or the 8th because we have another holiday <laughs> that it's christmas related uh on the 6th on the 6th yeah i believe it's on the 6th so we keep everything up uh, until then. Uh, and then, of course, like in order to take it down mid-January, it's an okay date uh, back in a lot in countries just because we do observe Epiphany Day in January, which um, is longer. And then I think for, yep, so uh, depending where you are, but I think anywhere between the first 15 days of January, it's all right. I mean, there are some people that keep the lights up the whole year too so you can be one of those people <laughs> i mean you can be one of those people as long as you don't turn them on i think that's a difference uh because let's say you have a big uh, a big evergreen outside your house and you put lights on it honestly i'll be the type of person that is too lazy to put the lights on up and down every year for that so i'll probably keep them on there but i will not turn them on after the holidays i'll just <laughs> leave them there hanging yeah, I think that's okay as long. I mean, there are some lights that you can get away with the rest of the year if you have a really like cool house design or like cool design, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's like the bright Christmas lights, you yeah. know, the colorful ones. Like if you have like the twinkle ones, those are fine. Uh, but yeah, there's certain lights that like just uh, they need to, uh, they need to go out. But I would say that's like an appropriate time frame of of when things uh, things need to be put up or down. Absolutely, and then Christmas trees. Do you do you get uh, Mexico might be harder to get the real pine trees. I'm guessing you guys get the plastic ones, but do you prefer real pine trees? You know those Christmas pine trees, or get a plastic one so you can reuse it every year. Well, Bershank, if you live in the center or the northern part of the mountains, you can get pine trees. <laughs> really, I didn't know that. Yes, we have a from where I live. I think it's a forty minute drive to what we actually call the forest of the Christmas trees. <laughs> and it's like an actual, like, like yeah, because we're up in the mountains, right? Like we're mm -hmm. 2000 meters over, like, uh, over sea level. So it's perfect weather. And we're like in the valley and we have like two big mountain ranges. So it's perfect weather for evergreens to grow. Um, so yeah, yeah, some people- I'm not joking, I'm learning a lot of this stuff, so. <laughs> yes we can get you can get actual christmas trees um in mexico like in the like at least in mexico city and surrounding areas like uh in the big valley part of mm. like the big mountain region of mexico you can get them 
Uh, right. Of course, if you go to the beach, you like no, <laughs> it's pretty hard. Like, yeah, you have to travel. The palm trees. <laughs> and so people do that. People do decorate their palm trees. Um, uh, but it really depends. Uh, some people get natural trees just because they like the scent and everything of it. Many people uh, they do get like artificial trees. It's actually like some like at least my family we found it like a little bit of an investment <laughs> because we. Uh, we like decorating for Christmas and we use our tree every year. And the thing is like, it's finding the right, like if you're going to buy an artificial tree, uh, it's finding the right tree that will last for a long time. Right. Um, you're not just buying a Christmas tree and then like an artificial one and then tossing it off the next year. Like that actually is more, uh, is more harmful for the environment than if you were just to have a Christmas tree, like a natural Christmas tree. Like, I'm, I don't remember where I read, but it like you have to be using your Christmas tree for a long period of time to actually make it better for the environment than if you were just getting Christmas trees. Yeah. Um, because usually where you get Christmas trees from, if done properly, is like designated places that that's what they, uh, what they do. They grow Christmas trees for that reason. It's not like you're deforesting yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've noticed it too, but the drive between Regina and Saskatoon, there's always a sign for Christmas trees. Yeah, so it's like specific places. It's not like we're deforesting the prairies to get yeah. Christmas trees, yeah. right? Um, so uh, our tree, I'm pretty sure we have had it for almost 20 years now uh, back home, and it's still it's a gorgeous, like it's a nice tree. But that's the thing, like you invest in something that you know is gonna last for a long time. Um, so there's a mix of artificial and um, and artificial trees. Also, like if you're just gonna keep your tree for like a short period of time, then natural makes a little bit more sense because then you have it. But then if you're gonna keep it for a, like for a a little bit over a month, keeping an artificial like a natural tree going on strong for a month, it's pretty hard because you need to water it. You need to make sure that the right environment is in your house so that the tree can look gorgeous, right? Um, so that's why some people put their Christmas tree pretty later on is because they're using natural trees instead of artificial trees. Um, so yeah, it's like it, like having a natural tree is actually like in order to make it look nice, uh, it takes a long time. So um, and dedication, making sure that it's being watered and all of that. Right. So, yeah. So Christmas trees, decoration, it's I would say it's a fun time. That's so much fun. Yeah, I think everything about Christmas, it's very like, you know, it's very bright, colorful, similar to like when we talked about like Tihar and Diwali, you know, for Hindus, it's pretty much the same vibes because it's all about, you know, joy, bright colors, bright lights and just being you know spending time with family and things like that oh yeah it is like a bit, yeah it is like it's pretty similar to that and i think every religion and every place of the world has has a holiday that it is like that uh, for the western world it's christmas yeah and i'm so glad you said that because i'm just reading up on a couple other holidays around this time that people celebrate such as hanukkah you know that's also known as the festival of lights for the jewish um um, Jewish celebration and for them it lasts eight days um, you know they light the their menorah yes. every day and then with foods and stuff so I'm just reading you know what they do and the food they make so they mostly make 
you know, um, traditional Hanukkah foods, which are fried in oil. So potato pancakes known as latkes or jam filled donuts known as Sufgani Yots. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, I have like, you know, I've seen it in the past, but I've never really celebrated Hanukkah because I don't think I have too many Jewish friends. I know that sounds sad, but I feel like Saskatchewan, we didn't have too many Jewish people that I grew up with. Yeah, and I mean, like, um, with, like, Hanukkah, like, yeah, it's very, it, there's a lot more religious meaning to it, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Christ, like, Christmas, you can celebrate it and not go to Mass or celebrate or anything, right? Uh, you can just have a nice Christmas dinner with your family. Uh, whereas, like, with uh, Hanukkah, there's a lot more that goes into to it is uh pretty sure like and while you light up the menorah there's things that like you have to do and as well as like when you sit down to dinner reading reading i'm pretty sure there's certain things of the torah that you have to read beforehand so there's like a lot more going on when people are celebrating hanukkah uh, in like the religious proper way which is a lot of like what i've heard a lot of jewish people do Yeah, and I think it's also because Christmas is very, like, commercialized, especially with Boxing Day, right? Mm -hmm. Some of the, you know, the shopping aspect and people, I think that's one of the reasons. And Hanukkah, I don't think has, I mean, it has, in North America, it has maybe become a little bit more commercialized, but not to the extent that Christmas has, to be honest. Yeah, no, I think, I think they just, they lumped everyone together, right? <laughs> they lumped, they lumped all the December holidays into one to, like, this is like this is where we're ending we're ending because um uh after christmas right but like a lot of like jewish people will do their like their uh, holiday shopping around the same time so it's like a big commercial thing but like of course uh you know it's uh christmas is a lot more flashier in a certain way when it comes to capitalism <laughs> Exactly. And like Christmas, you know, they usually give you time off and Hanukkah seems like it's a relatively minor holiday um, from the Judaism side that really doesn't place you know restrictions on working or going to school or other stuff. Whereas Christmas, you know, you get time off for Christmas and Boxing Day. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is true. And then the other holiday around this time was Kwanzaa, which is actually created in the 1960s. It was created by a black nationalist in the U.S. in California, I believe. And it's for... I'm still trying to wrap my head around Kwanzaa a little bit more, but I feel like it's a little bit more for um, the black African-Americans of U.S. and around the world. Um, it's a, you know, he, the person who created it, modeled it um, around the traditional African harvest festivals around this time. And, you know, a lot of people really celebrate Kwanzaa and Christmas in tandem because um, Kwanzaa is not really a more, per se, religious holiday. It's more of a, like a cultural one that you celebrate with family, you know. Mm -hmm. So Oh, yeah, yeah. literally, you know, Africans of all faith, faith can really celebrate Kwanzaa is what I'm reading. Um, and then it's more of like, I think Kwanzaa, they want to avoid like the commercialization as Christmas has been. So they, you know, encourage homemade and educational gifts rather than trying to go out there and buy stuff or like go out shopping on Boxing Day and things like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think also, like, for Boxing Day, that's, I, I want to say Boxing Day is an American, but then Canadians took on, and that's where it ends. Because <laughs> uh, uh, back 
like at least in Mexico, we like I'm pretty sure like slowly we start incorporating. I don't even think right now there's a thing such as Boxing Day. Like my parents encountered that for the first time when we lived in Montreal, like back in the two, early 2000s. That's when they first encountered Boxing Day as a holiday um, or like as a, something to do over the Christmas period. But I'm pretty sure right now, even we don't do that. I'm pretty sure only like six, seven years ago, we found out uh, like we started incorporating Black Friday into like shopping holidays in Mexico. So I want to say Boxing Day is like also a lot of like a North American thing. Yeah, well, see, that's, that's what I thought. But then I realized Black Friday is the American version, so the U.S. version of Boxing Day, because Boxing Day actually originated in the United Kingdom. Um, mm -hmm. I remember this because in New Zealand, when I first moved to New Zealand, Boxing Day was a big thing um, there and Australia and U.K. Cause, um, and why I know that is because they have Boxing Day matches for cricket and football aka soccer yeah uh, so you know so it's really big in those countries um i think u.s is slowly obviously with the commercialization of it is taking over um because they always celebrate black friday you know so, so very similar and i mean i guess canada is slowly taking over black friday as well mm, yeah yeah so it sounds like it's more of like british thing for boxing day which makes sense why it's like widespread around uh well british colonies exactly because like you know up in canada we actually get a sad holiday for boxing day whereas americans don't get boxing day off which is nice i always love more holidays <laughs> we do but yeah so like i think you know just learning about different religion and cultures and traditions especially around the holiday season because we say oh happy holidays and that's another thing i really wanted to touch up on um you know especially with nowadays with pol politics coming into it people say oh you, you have to say merry christmas not happy holidays or like you know all that i think say what you want to say like it doesn't matter if you celebrate christmas or you don't celebrate christmas like for me i don't celebrate christmas fully but i still say merry christmas to people that do celebrate christmas or even if i notice they don't celebrate christmas i'll say both merry christmas happy holidays and happy new year's right yeah, I think with that, it's just the way that you intend it, right? Like, if you're trying to impose yourself as, like, Christmas is the only thing you're going to celebrate, then, I mean, that's not the right way to go about it, um, right? But, yeah, like, I mean, for me, I just find it, like, I'm just, like, I don't want to upset anyone, <laughs> so I just say happy holidays and happy new year. Um, and back home, I just, like, Merry Christmas in general just because we're a Catholic country, uh, so there's nothing wrong on saying Merry Christmas uh, as like the standard, uh, the standard greeting for for the holiday season. But I think like as long as your intention is not wrong, I mean, saying Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I mean, if you put the both of them together, I mean, that's I would say that's like a correct form to do it. True. But like the thing I see more is like around this time, there's really no other major festivals besides, you know, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah um and like around other holidays you don't say happy holidays right you say happy easter or like happy diwali you don't say happy holidays around those events either so i feel like merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa sounds more natural um of course you can all be get the umbrella term of happy holidays but i think you know people like a lot of like hardcore 
religious people are like, no, you have to use this. No, you have to use this. It's like, I think feel free to whatever you should feel free to use what you feel comfortable saying. Yeah, and like, I mean, to what you align yourself to, right? Like, Exactly. for me, it comes more natural to say a Merry Christmas just because I celebrate and I observe Christmas as my holiday. But I don't mind saying Happy Holidays either because I know, uh, especially in Canada, it's like there's just so many religions, right? And so many celebrations that just makes it like standard, <laughs> uh, standard greeting. But like back home, I say Feliz Navidad instead of Felices Fiestas because... Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. There you go. <laughs> Exactly. True that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think around this time, just don't don't be upset at just ra any <laughs> random things, right? Like, don't find a reason to be upset. Rather, do the opposite. Find a reason to be happy because there's, although, you know, everyone's going through tough times, especially these days, you know, with whatever you're going through, it's always, it's never a bad thing to count your blessings and just try
New Year's 2022. Um, next week, we'll be talking about, you know, the 2022, what we're looking forward to. But, I mean, it's January 1st to Saturday, right? And it's always, you know, 2022, a new year always brings new hope, um, new wishes, new just new hope, I guess, you know, I, things probably won't change, but that feeling of that, a brand new year, you know, going to a new year, hopefully things change that positivity, optimism, optimism is always there. So looking forward to that and just, you know, I think 2022 should be a good year. Um, 2021 was a pretty good year. 2022 continuing a good year and, you know, just looking forward to the future. Same over here. So with that, you know, once again, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, um, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Um, you know, thanks for listening to us for the past nine, ten months. It's been an honor and a privilege to, you know, talk about whatever we talk about week in and week out. Um, sometimes we ramble, sometimes we hopefully educate, you know, so hopefully at least you guys have picked up on a couple things here and there, but especially the past two weeks, because I, you know, like I said, I have learned a lot last week and this week. Well, I'm glad, and I'm glad that our listeners are also learning uh, a lot during this time. And yeah, I'm glad that you guys have stick around with us for what's been an eventful 2021. And so, Brashin, where can they catch us at? Like always, you know, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or crybaby stuff, you can reach out to us on Instagram at the Two Average Brown Bros Podcast, Instagram and Twitter, you know, and our personal DMs. If you want to talk to us about, you know, a tradition that you follow for Christmas, let us know if there's something, you know, that I talked about or Andreas talked about that you don't agree with or you think is, you know, even if it's wrong, call us out on it because that's how we learn too, right? Like, we don't mind being called out on things that we said wrong because we don't want to be spreading you know misinformation because that's not good either so if we said something wrong let us know we'll correct it on future episodes absolutely but other than that i think that's the end of this week's episode and we'll catch you all uh, next time in a new brand new episode of the two average brambers podcast in the new year bye see ya 2022